You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible with Philip Hall and Tim Lowry. Join us today as we take you on a journey through the life and testimony of ex-mobster Philip Hall. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Our hope is that through this program, you'll see that God wants to be a real part of your life and that no matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus still loves you. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Wow. I love coming into this show and getting an applause. I'm so happy to to see us, you know, I love it. I love that. I love the fact that we get to sit here every Wednesday and go through this book. Now, I'm hearing that this book is really starting to take um, hold of places all around the country, and um, it's starting to get uh, noticed. A lot of people are starting to to hear about it. Bad grammar and all. Yes. Um, (laughs) Wow, who'd have thunk it? Uh, Thank you, Tim. And yeah. Yes, God. God's amazing. I love to watch Him work, and man, it's been uh, once again. It's just a. It, it's a constant fight. I don't care what wicked is. There are there are hills and battles and storms that we go through. Sometimes two or three a day. Yes, and it's like the closer uh, I cling to my Lord, and the more that I reach for Him. Uh, this battle is, is for no punk, man. You can't be a punk in Christ. You got to be ready and armed at all times. And when you sit to rest, it's, whew, day's over. I think I'm going to sit down and enjoy the day. And bam, here That's comes That's when that, the enemy comes uh, back. Yeah. Phone call, broken pipe, uh, yes. <laughs> something. Um, I just went to that like right before we got on the, on the air. I mean, and, and you've got a smile on your yeah, face. <laughs> yeah. It, because you know what? God is good. And, and you just. Uh, the, the scripture I got this morning was, um, you know, don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough problems. And I was like, you know what? I, I just knew something was going to happen today. I was like, you know what? Thanks for the warning. Thanks for the heads up, Lord. I'll prepare my heart to not be frustrated, um, but to see how you will, you know, glorify yourself in that situation. So, um, you know, and, and on that, it would be really cool. Uh, for those of you, our listeners out there, if you took those those opportunities, um, I'm going to use that op- word opportunity in this chapter, but if you took advantage of those voices that you heard this morning, or you, the scripture started, it, it was laid upon you to read this, right? because the Holy Spirit is preparing you for the day, right? He's our helper. Yeah. And if we took time to listen to those more often, as we start our day, um, imagine how our day would go to be prepared every day. Yeah. I mean, I think we take it for granted. We just wake up and it's like, Oh, got to go to work or, Oh, I got to fix this. I got to do that. Um, one of the things I love that you do in the morning is you prepare for battle, you know, you know, in the mob, you had a ritual that you did that you didn't, um, you know, you had certain things that you did, but when you gave your life to Christ and you became a, a soldier for, for God and a soldier for Christ, you take that serious and you put on, you put on the full armor of God and you go every day you do that. And, you know, that's something that I think more people should do to prepare for the day and say, you know what, there's a battle raging. I don't see it all of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time it's in the spiritual world, but it's time to battle. 
I don't know where I got that from. Uh, no, I do. I do. The Lord put it upon me uh, to do that. I, I do a certain routine. It's very private. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I shared it with you, uh, I think by accident. Um, <laughs> but it's it's something that I, I, I do. And it's like, I, if I don't, if I don't d- share my time with the Lord and there, some people I've heard, I've had some comments. Um, well, don't do anything too routine, Phil, because it becomes routine. It becomes a routine, yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I don't mind being routine in my scripture, in my Bible, and how I show up with the Lord every morning. Because when I don't, and I don't do my workout, my routine, I have a bad day. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And, and, and there are times when I do pray sometimes, but I catch myself. Um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name. That you know, and I go on and on, and then you realize, oh, I'm just mum- I'm mumbling, yeah, saying the words. I, I'm just, I'll stop, and I'll say, Lord, forgive me. I'm talking to our Father. Yeah, this is how I'm supposed to pray. Yeah, I'm a little empty right now. Can you can you talk to me, please? And. And and sometimes it I'm about to cry now because I know who my daddy is. Yeah. He he saved my life, and uh, he brought me from a long ways away, man. And my heart hurts for people who don't know Christ. Um. Yeah, the book's it's doing well and it's reached people like my family and who are not real happy about what I'm doing. Cause yes. a lot of people don't, don't think that it's real. They think that, Oh, he's just doing it. Stat of trouble, you know, just doing it. To, right. Uh, it's been since 2007. I'm going pretty strong. Yes. And, <laughs> so. and just the, the time that I've gotten to spend with you, um, and witness what you do and why you do it. Um, there's just an anointing on your life and you see that God has got his hand in your life and blessing you as you're doing things um, that you, if you were just, it's kind of like the disciples. If, if, if he hadn't risen from the grave, they wouldn't go to their death proclaiming that they would be like, uh, okay, I'm no, no, no. When it gets too real, uh, I'm, I'm going to walk away because it, it was a hoax. Well, it wasn't. And they went to their death you know, really, some of them really bad death, even like upside down crucifixions. And, um, but they said, you know, it, Christ died. Who would do that for something that wasn't true? Yeah. <clears throat> We've had some conversations and forgive me, man, I fell out a little bit there, but I love my Lord. I love my Jesus. And my Jesus is real. And for those of you who try to, to, to interfere with that and tell me he don't exist, man, you're, you're in for a fight because I know he's real. And you know, and the thing is, the people that do that in each one of our lives, they're not fighting with us. No. They're picking a battle with the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. They're picking a battle with the Messiah, the the one who holds the keys to sin and death, and that's Jesus Christ. We just have to say, you know what, don't you know you're picking a battle that you shouldn't mess with, you know, because <laughs> my kid got me a, a Father's Day card many, 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 many years ago. And it said, um, uh, happy Father's Day. Dad, I had a great conversation with a kid at school today. He said, my dad was tougher than your dad. And I said, no, my dad's tougher than your dad. So guess what? You're, me- you're meeting his dad after school today at the park. <laughs> <laughs> happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Go get Day. him, Dad. <laughs> I believe in that's, you. That's my dad, man. That's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, pal, you don't have what it takes to stand up 
to my Lord and Savior or my belief. I know where he brought me from, and I know when he reached down into the mire when nobody else would or could, for that matter, and picked my soul up and said, you know, are you done, little Anthony? Are you done? Because I'm going to call you Philip. That's the name I gave you, Mm. and you belong to me. So... We got work to do. Dust yourself off. Wipe off your tears. We got a lot of work to do. And and you know what? He showed up the only way you thought he would show up. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else could touch me, man. I've been shot, stabbed, beaten, left for dead, um, overdosed, committed suicide. Uh, and I still didn't want to get it right. And I had so much anger and hate for everything and you know what i I didn't even know why um but man jesus did jesus did and when i learned one day that he just went to that cross and he sat up there and he took beating after beating and he walked through those streets in shame and he bled every one of those he did for me. He did for you guys that are incarcerated out there. He did for all of us that are going through tough times in their marriages, can't pay the bills. Things are coming, COVID, sickness, illness, suicide, depression. Every mark on my Lord's body was for that. Yeah. And then he said, it's finished. Yes, amen. You don't have to fight no more. I got you. Yeah, it- it's his finished work on the cross. That's why we get to stand clothed in his righteousness. We're not perfect. We, we come from a, a fallen world. But when we say, Lord, come into my life. You be the leader. I want to be your servant. You be my master. Forgive me of those sins. Wash those away. And he does. And we are no longer, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? We're no longer chained to sin and death. We're known. No. Um, there's times where we can still choose it, but we're not, we, we're not slaves to it. You know what I mean? It's like at any moment we can say, Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive we can, me. We can stop right there and break that, that bond of, of, of sin. Yeah. That yoke, you know, but those who don't know Christ, they're still entrapped in that sin and death. And they don't know why they do it. They just keep doing it. It's like this vicious circle. And they want to do better. They want to do good things. And some of them will actually justify a lot. They'll actually say, well, you know what? I'm a good person. I don't do this, this, and this. But they're still bound by the laws of sin. And until they say, you know what, Jesus, I believe in you. And that's a simple gospel. It says, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Just believing in him and saying, you know what? I believe you are the resurrection. I believe that you are the son of God, that you are the Messiah. When you truly believe that, that's all that he requires. He doesn't try to force it on you. He doesn't, you know, last, yesterday we were, I was talking with Pastor Jeb on, on the threshing floor and we were talking about when Jesus was speaking, he gives these seven I am statements, right? He's like, I am the vine. I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He has seven of these statements. But 
remember back in the day, there were all of these people that would come and say that they were the Christ, that they, in fact, Barabbas, remember Barabbas? Mm-hmm. When they were chanting to let him go, he was actually saying that he was the Christ. And he had created this militia and was trying to take over Rome and, and got arrested and everything got disbanded and everything. But there were a lot of those, those quote, messiahs or the Christ during his time. And so when he was saying it and he was saying, I am, he was referring himself uh, that I am not just the Christ, but I am part of God. That I am. I think that's God's one of His names too. Isn't yeah, it? that is. It's like God. <laughs> I am. You know, it goes back to Moses when he says, "Who should I tell them sent me?" You know, to Pharaoh when he was going to do all the plagues and everything. He says, "Tell them I am sent you." And so, you know, Jesus. I love the way Jesus talks too, because when you when you read it in the context of where it was, the time it was, there's sometimes that he he talks like a time traveler. He'll say things in the past tense and it hasn't happened yet. You know, like, you know, the son of man will go to the cross and do this. And it's like, it's already done. He'll say it in a parable or something. Right, right. And I love that because God is outside of time. You know, he can look down on time and he can see the beginning and he can see the end. And he knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. But he also gives us that free will. And that's why we get to choose either to go follow him or follow the world. And and what I love about your story, Philip, is that you were following, you chose to follow the world, even though that God um, was with you. Your grandmother was always trying to, to get you into he church. He sent many, many, many people. Many to people. Me. But you you wanted to go that path, and, and he allowed you to do that. But he had a bigger plan for you. And he said, the moment you choose me, I'm going to show you a much greater way. And when that happened, your life was radically changed for eternity. You know, there's people out there right now listening to us, and I know I know they've gone down similar roads that I have in regards to somebody might be saying, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, I know you're going through tough times. And that's, man, I, I'm probably one of the best. I'm right there with you. I do not like people telling me I know what you're going through. Oh yeah, or or they say, you know what? Oh, I'll pray for you. Yeah, because usually when they say that, they mean uh, that was the prayer. <laughs> you know, they they don't so, they th- they don't think about it. They go back. It's it's just a way of a lot of times it's a way of people just avoiding a situation. They don't want to get in too deep. They don't really want mm-hmm. to know because that's messy. That requires relationship. That requires. Yeah, I mean, calling you, calling you back. And, hey, Tim, how are you today, man? Should we pray again or right. let's pray again or accountability? Yeah, yeah, and those those are the things that I think most people, and unfortunately, it's a lot of Christians too. Um, they don't want to take the time to get involved in other people's situations because they think. I've got enough issues of my own, you know, uh, I've got all this stuff I got to do. I got, you know, I got to do kingdom work. And God's just saying, if you just listen to me, I've put this person in your life that you can be my hands and feet right now in this moment. Amen. On the flip side of this commercial, I want to, I want to go into, into that because in the chapter I'm about to read, there's not a lot in my book that jumps into the Lord, but we're going we're gonna to talk about that, about friendships and relationships in Jesus Christ. Well, we are going to be back right after this break, so don't go away, and we're going to get into the chapter uh, next book with uh, Philip. 
We'll be right back. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwatering chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome back to From the Bullet to the Bible this Wednesday afternoon. If you've got questions for, for Philip, you can text him at 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. If you have any questions or comments that you would just like to write in, you can write in From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 7583. Three, five. So, Philip, before Thank the break, you. we were talking about um, just you our, know our relationships. Yeah, just our relationship. We were we had mentioned. See, when I had come to know Christ, I was I I had to come to know Him. There was no way out of this. There was no Jesus will pursue you. Know this, and He pursued me a long time because He loves us. You are loved, and if you don't know Christ, no one thing. Anyway, he still loves you. Yeah. God loves you. You're, you do not breathe without him. You, you do not, your body, every heartbeat, every, you do not control that. That's, that's a gift from God. And a relationship with him is so important. And it's up to us. Myself, it, it, it has become my, my life's obligation. Tim as well. Others that we know that are, have the shows here, um, it's we've all taken on because we know that that's our responsibility. And part of being a Christian, all of our responsibilities, I believe, are to keep each other accountable. Yeah. Um, and not in a bad way. I mean, not always judgmental. Uh, I have Christian or, friends. Or legalistic, who, yeah. Yeah, I've who show up that. and say, hey, Phil, uh, you said this today and you're wrong and i have those christian friends who for some reason just call me at the right time to correct me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i have the ones that say hey brother phil i just called you up man and said i love you man how's your day gonna be and and i'm getting back into those guys that yeah. i've known and i was blessed when i came to know christ he made sure that i was surrounded by god-fearing people yeah men in my life he put 
Well, I love the story you talked about when you were newly saved and you were at that church in that um, auditorium, that the movie theater, and you kept hearing somebody telling you to go down and talk to this this really kid that was a homeless guy that had you know just. You could probably smell him from the back of the, uh-huh. the theater. He had just hadn't taken a shower. He was mangy, just just strung out, just not good. And, and yet you're hearing somebody next to you saying, you need to go down and talk to him. Go pray for him. Go pray for him. Go pray for him. And, and to the point where it's like, hey, you pray for him. And <laughs> and then it just reminded me of, of the, you know, Samuel in the temple. You know, it's like when it's like, Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And it's like, I didn't call you. And then he realizes, okay, it's the Lord calling. And when you realize that it was the Lord, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's too early. I'm just a new believer. You know, this, I just got here. Yeah. Uh, but yet you followed through and you went down and you got messy. You got engaged with that guy. You prayed for him and later found out that if he hadn't have, he would have committed suicide. His prayer was, Lord, I don't hear you. If you care about me at all, please let me know, or today I will take my life. And he meant it. Yeah, and later you saw the, it, the, the stuff that he was going to take. Was, and, and he was at the almost the very end of the service. Right. And nobody would touch him. He was stinky. He was, he was a street-ridden man. Uh, he methed out. He smelled like chemicals. He had his own section pretty much to himself. So nobody was even going to approach this guy. It's just natural human, right? Ex- uh, I guess, to act that way. But the Lord's timing in each of our lives, who knows how many but in that theater were probably thinking, he smells real bad, but maybe I should, can do something right. for him. And God said, nope, usher, uh, doorman. I got a job for you. Philip, this is, this is your assignment. And you know what, if you wouldn't have done it, I have a feeling that somebody else would have stepped up because I do feel I've seen that happen. even in our church where I'll, I'll, I'll feel something like the Holy Spirit needs prompting and I'll be like, Oh, and me, if I, if I don't just react and if I let fear get in the way, suddenly somebody else goes and does it. I'm like, all right, Lord, you just, I just lost that blessing. Yes. And it took me a while to realize, um, I just have to not worry about fear or what that other person may say. I just need to go and be obedient to what God is doing. And, you know, it didn't just stop with the prayer there. You got your hands dirty. You said, you know, we need to feed this guy. We need to have a place for him to stay. You know, you start, you just started getting this guy back and eventually he ended up going back and moving back with his mom, right? I think he made his way back home. <clears throat> I know he fell a few times because, and that's going to be life. We, we're gonna we're gonna trip. We're gonna fall down. Um, yeah, he he ended up making his way, but for some reason, not that any other person in his position was more important than the other, but there was a reason that I had to pay special attention to this kid. Yeah, and and also, man, those were my streets. I, I could have sold this guy dope earlier in the years when he got down there. I could have been one of those people who, who, who had hurt this guy. Right, and that actually got him addicted and put him in that situation. You don't know. But you know what? The restoration that God allowed you to do in that moment, um, those are the things that we need to be ready for. Mm-hmm. Not just to go say a prayer for somebody, but to get invested and say, Lord, um, if you want me to, let me 
do what you need me to do in that situation. But also don't try to do it in your own strength. Cause I know people that will try and clean people up and God's like, no, I don't need that. I didn't ask uh, you to do that. No. Yes. You're right. His name was Corey. Yes. Corey. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> well, speaking of that, we are on page 141. We're getting ready to start your next chapter in your book. It's entitled Steroids, Ecstasy, and Cocaine. It sounds like it's going to be really boring. Um, yeah, the name alone. <laughs> so I don't even like staying those names anymore. Um, so I'm ready to get going. I want to do uh, give a, well, I want to do a prayer shout out for somebody who I know, I hope is listening, um, but I want to do that after after the chapter. Okay. Um, if awesome. That's cool. Are we good? We're good. So um, if you're reading along, we're on page 141, starting with the first page of this chapter, steroids, ecstasy, and cocaine. Those are some evils in the world today. Man. And you want to catch us up a little bit? Um, we were... Uh, uh, before was my screen time and my own thing, and... It was kind of like my uh, my venture away from doing mob work, but still using uh, my connections and trying. At the, I was I was living three different lives, right? Trying to make everything work, have my cake and eat it too, right? And and fooling <clears throat> so many different people, mm-hmm. um, manipulating so much, even my family. And, and remember, this was the time that you, you had a wife that her dad was a police officer. Mm -hmm. So you were doing all this illegal stuff and yet, um, coming home and dealing with that and putting on that other, that other face and going, Hey, how you doing? Everything's good. It was also a time where I also, um, I don't want to pick on the people involved in it, but there were times I think people, and I'm just going to say it like it is, they knew, they had an idea that I was not doing something right, but nobody said nothing. Either they were afraid or they'll figure he's just getting stuff out of his system. It's something we go through. Right. Um, but they took all the benefits, like all the parties oh, and all the barbecues and, and that, the free trips. and That's a dangerous that way to live even when you know better. Um even if you're not involved directly with that person, our job as Christians are to to get involved, especially when you love them. Um, but hey, I was an honorary guy. That's I, I probably I probably would have stopped a lot of efforts anyway. I was going to say at, at that <clears throat> time in your life, um, you, you, you would have laughed at people if they would have come up and said, "Hey, do you want to know about Jesus?" I would have went worse on them. But uh, here we go, steroids was a good product to market because you could target your client and the law didn't really show much concern and still don't to this day. You're not going to get rich selling them and they require too much effort to get the real stuff. There are a lot of fakes in the steroid business. On the profitable side, if you had the genuine stuff, you could see your results physically every day. There was no one go-to guy for steroids in Denver. I decided to be a go-to guy. You can order steroids from all over the world and have them mailed to you. This created a list of problems for me. First, mail getting flagged and tracked. Next, I couldn't get a guarantee that the product was real and the money was already spent. And there's a financial record of purchasing and its income. I may have to be accountable for after some counsel with Pops, I decided to put some clients together. I went for some 
of the athletes and celebrities who frequented the gym. I had an investor friend who himself owned a successful investment firm in Colorado. Let's just say he was a high-profile player. Turns out he had a little problem that needed some attention from someone in my line of work. He had a friend who was going through some financial problems, and he had his parents who were doing all they could to help. He wouldn't accept help from anyone else. His parents were elderly and decided to sell their home and downgrade to a smaller home with extra money, with the extra money they could help. They met up with a realtor. We will call her Tamia. Tamia was an attractive, vibrant woman, and she focused on the elderly, preyed on them. It's more like it. The law hadn't busted her yet, and she had some influential friends. She lived in the Highlands Ranch area. She wouldn't pull this scam all the time. I figured she thought if she spread it out, she wouldn't get caught. I have something wise to say here. On any day you can meet anybody, it's not every day that you met somebody, and along comes that one person you should not mess with. So I accepted the ticket. Tamia searches out the cash and heavily, and let me start again there. Tamia searches out the cash heavily and basically uses her looks and puts on a pretty good Christian girl act. She gets her victim to like her and trust. And she then helps them locate a home. She sets up a showing at the same time convincing them that she has a buyer for theirs. She's pretty good at finding the gullible or the ignorant. She does her business on Sundays. She brings a fake contract on their house. She convinces the couple to bring a portion of their commission, cash or money order. She is going to use her commission as a means to tie up the sale of the house they want. She's good, enough that she walks away with both the contract and the money. Unbelievable. But it happens. In this particular case, she took $4,900 cash. It's been a little over a month, and the old couple have no paperwork, so, so no paperwork, so whatsoever. They did with the police, I don't know. Luckily for them, their son has a friend of a friend who knows a guy who can help them in these types of situations. I had my investment friend put a profile together with information that I specifically requested. At this stage of my life, I had enough resources in all of Denver, including police and certain officials, that locating Tamia wasn't hard. I followed her around for about a week. You see, people are creatures of habit. I had found it only took a day or two at the very most to find out all of what I needed to locate her in vulnerable places. I spent a couple weeks and took lots of pictures of her. She was flaunty, so she made it easy. She had two friends, a guy and a woman, who she met up with at a little pub near her house almost every evening. She also visited a sister once who had a niece in grade school. I had what I needed. Her office was located south of Denver in Parker. She did she did really work in real estate. Pops visited the office dressed pretty sharp 
and delivered a card with a, bank, a bouquet mix of roses and daisies. The card was something along the lines, A very special gift from us to you, Tamia. We thought you would enjoy this, so no excuses. Clear your afternoon tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. A limo will pick you up outside your office for a much-deserved two hours of special treatment. Wow. <laughs> so that that's a huge setup right there. So she's basically got no idea. Well, after the break, we're going to go into what happened after she was picked up on that limo ride. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwatering chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome back to From the Bullet to the Bible. Again, if you've got questions for Philip, you can text him at 936-337-5700. And we get those questions all week long, and he loves to be able to re- respond to you, uh, even on the days that he's not on the air. So that line remains open for any questions uh, all throughout the week. So if you have any questions, don't feel bad. Just give him a text. Uh, he may not respond at 2 in the morning, but, um, you know, he he will get back to you. It, you never know. You, you, you never know. Um, and also, uh, he loves responding to the letters that he gets, especially from you guys incarcerated, because uh, um, you know he just loves giving you those encouraging words. And you can write to him at from the bullet to the Bible, PO Box three eight seven, Crockett, Texas seven five eight. So let's jump back into this. Right before the break, uh, you had been tracking the real estate agent. You found out where she was working. Now you sent her a bouquet of flowers and said, clear your schedule. We are going to give you a limo ride. You're going to get a two-hour special treatment treatment that you deserve. Yeah, so she thinks she's getting the spa and the dinner, and and she was so full of herself. And that's another trick of the tool that's uh, another trick of the devil the tool of the devil is pride pride yeah um, when you walk when you when you see somebody walking around with that you you were a target so yeah careful yep <laughs> yep they always say pride comes before a fall and that's you know it's a proverb but you know what it it is true um i don't know how many times that i've thought I knew something and so confident that i knew it that i was so proud that i knew it and then boom 
fell right on my face. I was like, nope, Man. didn't know that. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> All right, we're on page uh, 143. The next day, I had Pops drive my limo. I dressed in a black dinner suit and Pops as a chauffeur. Pops didn't have didn't have to retrieve her. She was so full of herself, she was waiting in the lobby. I remained in the car. I had the door locks childproofed. You couldn't you could only unlock the doors from the driver's seat. I was facing her when she got in, and I just happened to be an extremely handsome man that I believe she thought I was part of the package. I immediately handed her some champagne. She sat back and Pops drove east a short distance to an open parking lot. Oh my, how exciting this is, she started. She stated as we pulled away from her office. Oh yes, it is, Tamia. I smiled in agreeance. I didn't catch your name, she she said flirtatiously. Oh no, Tamia, you didn't. As I reduced my smile to, to a more serious look, we pulled into the empty parking lot. She looked around, but still kept her smile. We parked. What is this? I had Pops hand me a folder through a privacy window. This is opportunity, Tamia. I handed her the thick envelope. Okay, she said. I noticed she had finished her champagne before she opened the package. She opened it pulled out all the pictures that were of her in all the places she had been this past week. Picture of her in the morning, leaving her house, her appointments, her friends, her sister, and her with her niece, and her sister dropping her niece off at school. She slowly looked up at me. Her eyes were desolate. She lost color in her skin. She was scared to death. I told her to look at the last picture. It was one, it was one of the couple that she had robbed and she knew it. Tamia, she looked up. Like I said, this is opportunity. Do you understand? I asked. She just stared at me. Which I found to be normal in 90% of cases like this. But you don't let them linger in shock. You get right to business. Do you understand, Tamia? I said in a commanding voice. Yes, she, she nodded and said in a shaky voice. Now, Tamia, what is this? I asked sarcastically. What, she asked. Tamia, what did I tell you this was for? I waited. Opportunity, she stuttered out. That's right, I continued. Now you're going to make this right, I continued. I'll give back the money, she quickly replied. You bet your butt you will. Right now, I said. The bank you visited there in the pictures is where you bank, right? I directed her. Yes, she responded. I gathered up the pictures, put them back in the envelope, and knocked on the privacy window and handed them back to Pops. To the bank, I said. It was about 15 minutes away. Are you going to hurt me? She asked on the way there. That's not my attention, Tamia, but that's up to you, I continued. Make this right. No harm, no foul, I said as I handed her some bottled water. 
drink this. I then proceeded with directions. Tamia, we are going in together. Just be yourself. You're going to ask the clerk the cash for a cashier's check made out to the old couple in the amount of $5,000. Do you understand? I asked. Yes, she replied. Then you're going to take 5000 out in cash from your savings account. Do you understand, Tamia? I asked. Yes, she replied. We pulled up out front of the bank and Pop stepped out and opened the doors and we went into the bank. We walked right up to the teller and she did everything like I asked. Everything went smoothly, as it should have. All the collections that were done were because the ticket was wrong. And they knew it. I guess what bothered me most about this woman was that she used Christianity to hurt people. Granted, I was no saint, but I wasn't bothered by this collection. It actually felt good. When we got back into the car and headed east again to an empty construction site. What is the 5000 for, she asked. Tamia, if you must know, this is protection money. So I don't have to do you ugly. So I don't have to hurt you, I said. Now, Tamia, we have one more thing to do. Then I will take you back safely. Do you understand? I asked. You're not going to hurt me, she asked. She started to tear up. I promise you, Tamia. I smiled and assured her, now take off your clothes. Really? She asked with tears rolling down her face. Yes, Tamia, really. She did as I requested. Underwear too, I said. Pops opened the trunk and took out some tubes of tar and a pillow with with feathers. I told her to get out, stay close to the car. She cooperated very well. Pops dabbed her all over very quickly and sprinkled feathers on her. I put a small tarp down for her to sit on. Now let's get you home, Tamia, I said nicely. You have been very cooperative. Thank you. She started to say something, but I told her before she could speak. Do not speak to me, Tamia, I said loudly. It was the only time I yelled at her, and she was quiet. We arrived a block away from her home. Pops pulled over and opened the door. Now get out, Tamia, I said softly. She didn't move. Get out, I said loudly. She did but I kept her clothes with me, but allowed her to take her purse. We drove off, and that was that. I forgot to mention I always wore my guns. So we finished this deal. I got my connection for the steroids. My investor friend hooked me up with trainers in the professional world. So I sat down with Pops, and thanks to his military connections and my mob connections, I geared up for a trip to Mexico. And uh, I want to go ahead and just park it there. Um, <clears throat> it's a it's a very rough chapter to to read, especially on a Christian station. Yeah. So, Lord forgive me, and guys forgive me, but a lot of you guys incarcerated who are in trouble for these types of crimes know what I'm talking about, and I I actually softened it up as best as possible. Thing is, is our wrongs have consequences. And and I chose that particular story um, to put into the book 
because it went in my life and even in gangster life, you go a step further when you use God to to hurt people, steal from people, right? Attack people. And I see that in the churches. And I'm not gonna pick on churches, but I, I guess I see that in churches and I see that in, in the Christian so-called Christian walkers, sleepers, did you call them? I don't know. I don't have a word for them. Right. But you know what I'm talking about. The pew warmers. Yes. The damage that they can do, that we can do as Christians when we don't do things out of love and we take Jesus Christ and use him to line the pocketbooks or, and that's the biggest place to go. That's I think that's the number one thing people hate to hear about. I, hear some, I can feel people cringing right now. Yeah. But it's true. Jesus is used to make a lot of money. Yep. Bad and good. And he, and he did it here. This woman did her work on Sunday. And her line was probably, I put church off today, you know. I, I should have been at church. But the, I'm so, I care about you so much that I have to get your money today. And right. Then, yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that you said in the book was there comes a day when you meet somebody that you mm-hmm. should not. You can meet anybody on any day. It's not every day that you meet somebody along comes that one goofy. There was another way to put it, but that was a nice way to put right, it. Right, right. But that's the that's the thing. It's um, you may think you're coy. You may think that you've got it all together, but one day it will catch up with you. You know, the things that are done in the darkness will always be revealed in the light. God just has a way of doing that to reveal it. And the devil plays a big part in that situation because here's a non-Christian woman pretending to be a Christian person using, who knows how many lives she ruined. It may have been $4,000, but if that was their last $4,000, they don't have retirement. I mean, they're they're doing yeah. something to and sell. And they lose their house because they mm-hmm. can't afford it. Yeah, all and, that. And, all that happens in one move. And then here comes another bad person, maybe worse than her. And the devil is, believe it, trust me. Some, I've had somebody say, you know, well, God used you in that position. I don't believe God had nothing to do with me in that position. I, I just don't. I was doing bad things. The devil jumped in and said, hey, now I'm going to hurt because he's not there caring about you being a bad person. Right. Kill, steal, and destroy, Right. So he threw another bad person, a little more evil than her, to take care of her. Um, what can I get out of it now that I reflect back? God did use me in that situation because it stopped a bad person. Right. But I get to talk about that situation and apply some wisdom to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. And, and the fact that um, when in that time, you know, Satan was empowering you to keep doing more and more things and go down this darker and darker path that you were going down. And so it was just adding at the time, it was just adding fuel to your fire. You were getting more and more uh, okay with it. And you were okay with all of these different things. And now you're preparing to, to start crossing more lines. You see, you know, I became addicted sick. to, to yeah. evil and, yeah, and you started getting addicted to the to the drugs and to the steroids and all of these things. Satan has a way of giving you this illusion 
of power, <laughs> an, an illusion of of ecstasy of how this is just beautiful and and everything's going to work out. You just have to trust me. Um, and then it, it's like that rotten apple. You know, you bite into it. it; looks great on the outside, but you bite into it, and it's just decayed and nasty, and you can't even eat it. And that's what it feels like when you realize you've been deceived by the devil. By the devil, and when the devil wore a Christian costume uh, and deceived you. I'll tell you, I, I've been hurt probably the most and the hardest by people in the church. And that's a, that is just a tough thing to have to even yes. say. You know, we're supposed to be um, each other's back. And yet, you don't expect that to happen in the church, but... Because you're like, well, no, this is, he says he's a Christian. He loves God. Yeah. And, you know, and so it just. No, he's you here. Don't, he's at church today on Sunday. So he's obviously. Yeah, yeah. Right. You don't expect it. In the world, you expect to get taken. Yes. You expect things to happen. But it's, I, I did an example of, you know, uh, that we'll get into after this break. But it's about the full armor of God and how that when you put it on, it protects the front, not behind. And that's what everybody's supposed to do that are around you. I like that. And we're going to get into that right after this. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Welcome back, and uh, we are grateful that you're joining us from the Bullet to the Bible. Um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the, I was getting into the full armor of God, and the story that I had Front. is that the full armor of God, the only thing that protects uh, 360 degrees is your helmet of salvation. So you know that you, wherever you are, you're covered. But you have the breastplate of righteousness, you have the shield of faith, you have the sword of the spirit, you, you have the belt of truth, you have all this stuff, but you don't have anything behind you. And, you know, if you ever seen the movie 300, where these yes. 300 men awesome. came together, awesome. well, they had this, this move where they would put the shields in front and they would make a wall and everybody would battle. It's like they would lunge forward, the shields would open up, the swords would go out, and they would take out a row of bad guys. It would close up, they would take the hit, and then do the next it, thing. And I believe that's got a biblical tune to it, because those shields weren't little tiny pieces of plate. No, they were huge. You had to be strong 
you had to be strong to hold one of these these there were walls man. yeah yeah well the, but but with that situation you have all these men and they sur- what they do is they create a ball like a 360 degree top and bottom they'll put the shields over their heads they'll block all the arrows so they are that when you go into battle your bat that's your you know, that's your wingman, right? That's yeah. your you know, Uni- unity, the unity, right? You, you are working together as one unit. Well, what happens when you're in that ball and somebody stabs you in the back? Oh, it could only be somebody you trusted. One of yeah. your brothers, one of your it own, could be no other. Right. So now you're getting stabbed in the back by somebody that you trusted and you're in, in pain. You might even die from that you might lose something yes absolutely you're not expecting that and that's the that's the vision that i paint to people when you feel like you've been hit by somebody in the church or hurt by somebody in the church because you're going to battle against satan you're going to battle against all these things and it's somebody in your own corner Mm -hmm. that has done that to you and and if you don't catch him or call him out that infection spreads yeah somebody else gets it or somebody else happens, it happens to. Um, yeah, and, and Satan loves doing that, loves working from the inside out to try to, to, to cause disunity, you know? And the thing is, God's love gives us that unity. And it, it doesn't matter our personalities. Everybody's personality is different. Yes. Everyone's going to be different. There'll be people that are sensitive. And there'll be people that are rough. There'll be people that are, are, are you know, just analytical and, and people that are all, um, you know, spontaneous. But, but it doesn't matter because God's love is what matters. When we accept Christ and we're truly followers of Christ, then we're basking in his love, unconditional love. We're battling well, he says to take a stand, right? So we're battling for him. And that's where that unity comes in. If we don't have that unity, then that's where you start fighting among the troops. Everybody starts fighting amongst each other. And that happens, uh, you see that happen when God went before the Israelites. He would you know, stir up the enemy camp where they started fighting amongst themselves and they started killing each other. Well, we're not supposed to be that way. Yet sometimes that happens even in the church. I think that Abraham Lincoln, and I got a little education, so don't freak out here. Abraham Lincoln had once said, united we stand, divided we fall. And I think that's words from heaven right there. Yeah, and you know what? That is critical in this time of the church. We need to stop being divided, even into the denominations. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to come to unity as the bride of Christ and say, you know what? There's so many hurting people out there. There are so many people that need to know the truth about who Jesus is, the saving grace. And without that, um, we're just like anybody else. And we all have that opportunity as Christians in church. And and you know what? Not everybody in church is like this. So there are yeah. some beautiful oh, yeah. Christian-loving people, God-fearing that I have met here in Crockett. And, and, th- and that's where you woo, need to find yourself. Yeah. You need to find a church that supports its members th- lovingly, unconditionally, that just says, you know what? You stepped in these doors. We're going to take care of you. doesn't matter what your past was. We're going to take care of you right now, and we are going to show you the love, the unconditional love of Christ. I think we got a couple people, Tim, to to do a prayer shout out for somebody who really cared enough. A strong Christian woman made it a point to call and and, and 
send me a text and say, hey, these people need the love of God. They've, they've trusted, they've been hurt, they've fell down. And that tells you right there that, that you know, good Lord's listening. Yeah. Because we're going to respond to that. What, what are their names, Tim? Justin and Kristen from Love Lady, Texas. Justin, we just, we want to encourage you um, and we want to give this prayer out to you to know that, you know what, there are mighty men of God who love you. They are in the church and they are not in the church, but they love you and you just need to come up and say, I'm willing to take that chance again. Yes, take it, take it to that level Ask for those to come into your life. And we're asking. We're going to, off the air here, guys, I'm, I'm going to put you on my prayer list. I believe you have children. You have farm animals. You guys need some help. Cars are broke down. I mean, it's just tough, but we're going to put it out there. Um, yeah, just, Lord, we just pray for this people to surround them, Lord, that, that you send them to know that it's not anything they can do, but it's you that are sending them. May they be open to receiving the blessings that they are going to receive through Christ Jesus. We thank you for them, and we ask for abundance and blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again. We're going to see you guys next week on another edition from Have the Bulletin Bible. Have a week, everybody. See you later. You've been listening to From the Bullet to the Bible with Philip Hall and Tim Lowry. This program is a ministry of From the Bullet to the Bible Ministries. We would love to hear from you. You can mail your questions and comments to From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas 75835. That's From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas 75835.